0: Warning, this podcast was produced by two men who still think that swearing is both big and clever. As a result, it contains quite a lot of it. Therefore, this podcast is not suitable for children, unless they're really fucking cool children. Yes, yes, people, Dave Fensom here with another episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen, I hope you're doing well. Uh, Big thanks to Krista for taking care of these intros for the last couple of weeks of me. I have been... uh, busy stroke tired uh during edinburgh and post edinburgh had an amazing time up there guys really really good time uh sold the show out every day apart from four thank you so much for listeners that came and uh, checked us out really appreciate that uh if you did see the show please get in contact with me on social media you're more than welcome to do that. It's always good to hear from people i'm at dave fensom on twitter and instagram uh you can find me on facebook as well those are the best places to hit me up um, but yeah we're back here this week with the elita adams album now you might be asking who Uh, and you would be right to do so but we've got a whole album of her smooth stylings to get through so uh, hope you enjoy our hot takes on these. Uh, Thanks for everyone that got in contact about last week's episode on Queen. Uh, seemed to be going down quite well We enjoyed recording that one Uh, Didn't love the album as much as we do Sorry to our longtime listener and friend Esther who we discovered is one of her favourite albums I hope we weren't too mean We certainly didn't mean to be Anyway, what else can I tell you? We're uh, on the Edge Comedy. is back in Brighton. This Friday, we've got the wonderful Benji Waterstones headlining for us this time around. Uh, support from Hassan Dervish, some other people. It's going to be a great show. Uh, if you're around Carolina Brunswick upstairs, uh, £6 in advance, you can find tickets on we got Tickets and Skiddle.com. Uh, What else can I tell you? I'm looking for opportunities to to tour my show at the moment. More of that to follow. Uh, Krista Greer did actually join me up in Edinburgh for a little while. And I've got to be honest with you, we started to kick together an idea of maybe putting together a pop collaborate and listen show. Get involved and let us know if that's something you'd be interested in seeing. Uh, We're not sure what format would be yet. Uh, It wouldn't be just a live podcast. It'd probably be some kind of interactive music quiz or something along those lines. It'd be funny, whichever way we did it. Uh, Thinking about maybe putting something together for Brighton Free next year if you think that's a terrible idea or a great idea please get in contact and let us know anyway with no further ado gonna crack on with this week's podcast please enjoy take care Yes, yes, people. Welcome to Pop Collaborate and Listen. Season 2, Episode 5. I'm here. My name is Dave Fensom. I'm Chris Greer. Chris Greer Episode 5. How have we got here so quickly? This is madness. We are racing through these we, suddenly. I mean, it, it feels like... I mean, the, the journey of listening to some of these albums so far has seemed... Like, it's taken longer than mm. than reality itself.
1: Yeah, the, the, these are fucking with the space-time continuum because they seem to be a day long. Yeah, it's like... The it's 40 like 40-minute albums. It's like that book where the guy
0: lives a thousand lifetimes, you know? The, oh, uh, the uh,
1: uh, Henry August one. Yeah. Yes, yes. We're they, going through it every uh, single day. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, f- I, f- I feel like I went through puberty in less time than that Enigma album <laughs> to, to play once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I mean, hopefully though, hopefully we've got another wonderful treat for ourselves this week. A wonderful treat, I hope so too. That would be lovely.
1: I hope so. I mean, we, you know, we we it was a mixed bag with Queen last week, wasn't it? Yes, we were. We weren't divided on Queen. We both thought it was a subpar album overall with a couple of highlights so let's uh, let, let, uh yeah we can't get away from it really any longer we need to get into this so wh- what is this week's uh album this week we are listening to i'm talking about olita adams who indeed who olita adams we all know our, everyone's favorite adams after brian and ryan yeah olita actually. adams her album circle of one Circle of One, yeah, uh, which was the was the number one following Queen. It was only number one for one week, which is a tendency we're seeing a lot this time this season. Okay, yeah, I mean,
0: I, I mean, I'm surprised that Alita had Adams had a number one album. I'd forgotten completely about her existence. Oh God, until we it's go into really this. bizarre. Yeah, I mean, it's a big single, isn't it? That's what's done it.
1: But, well, it, 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 it entirely is because, I mean. You can see that this album was released in 1990. Yeah. Uh, first of all, and it did fuck all, absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. It, they released two singles, which didn't even chart, and then they released one big single. Re-released the album with a couple of extra tracks on it, and it got to number one because of that one single. It really is all around one single song. Fair <laughs>
0: enough. Waffles, it's okay. That's Waffles' dog barking. If you didn't, he, he's uh, he's looked at the picture
1: of Alita Adams and he's <laughs> expressed an opinion. So right, let's start as we always do with this album cover. Yeah, and luckily for us today, I bought this album off Discogs for one pound. Yes, I have you the did. Vinyl copy on of this. vinyl. Yeah. Okay, well, wonderful. Um, so we we can properly look at the the image and dissect it in detail. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much to do, though. No, it was, uh, that was a mistake on my part. Yeah, a mistake. Yeah, yeah. I, a,
0: a pound. One pound. You were overcharged.
1: I was. I was. I, I, it was one of those ones where I was getting some other good stuff off this seller, and we had just started doing the podcast, and I thought, oh, I wonder if he's got any of the stuff that we're going to be listening to. Yeah. I went through, and this is I bought uh, that Elton John "Sleeping with the Past," and I bought this for a pound each. Nice. Yeah. Uh,
0: so anyway, look, Elita Adams, circular one. Mm. Um, we, we've seen this before, really, haven't we? This is what was probably a very new uh, desktop publishing effect back Uh in the day. It's a photograph of herself, and they've put some kind of artsy kind of... It it just looks like shit Photoshop,
1: doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it looks like it should be kind of an Enya album to me. It's got that... I mean, some of it looks like waves crashing over. Mm -hmm. It could be construed as that. Uh, It looks like one of those uh, uh, things where you do when you are doing a bit of painting and you get a, a tile... And you mm-hmm. sort of wipe the tile over it. Oh, a, a rag roll. A rag roll—is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh well, uh, yeah. It looks like that, but you know, over a very, very inoffensive photo of a Adams. Well, I mean,
0: this—let's this, let's talk about this photo. I mean, obviously, the album's called "Circle of One." Yes. Right. And so she's she's kind of hugging herself on her shoulders here. Oh. Like, she's hugging herself, yeah. and she's but but th- that look of satisfaction on her face. No one should look like that unless you're equipped with a couple of shoulder clitorises. <laughs>
1: Hey, you don't know
0: her? I mean, look, if you're feeling yourself that much mm. and you're being photographed whilst doing it, there's a word for you. Uh, pervert? I mean,
1: yeah, that Right. do. No, I hadn't even noticed, because is that what that means, circle of one, is like when you hug yourself? You well, know? I think the circle of one is she's content in and of herself. Oh, yeah, but no, but that is a physical
0: representation yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's you know, I don't, I don't think it necessarily has to have a
1: name. But, no. Yeah, but that's that's what I think what that's representing. Okay. No, I hadn't even thought of that. I thought it was just it. It is a standard stock image of an artist looking, kind of, well, she's looking off in the distance, but with her eyes closed, so she's not yeah. looking at all. Plain background, very very dull, nothing going on, and then a bit of an effect over the top. Yeah, well, I mean, let's hope that's not a representation of the album to come. Let's hope, mate. We can only hope. Okay, mm. right. Uh, so, I mean, normally
0: we would ask at this point if we have any kind of pre-existing
1: well, relationship with Alita Adams. Well, I mean, the same as you, I remember the single. I remember Get Here. That's yeah, it. and but i tell you what, like even
0: in, in the back of my pub quiz mind, mm. I think if you'd have asked me who sung this... I don't think I'd have got you'd there. have struggled. Yeah, I, you wouldn't been, have got there. I wouldn't have got there. Hey, <laughs> fuck me. Yeah. Looks like she's getting there in the album yeah. cover. Um, <laughs> I don't care how you get
1: here. You know, just uh, yeah. anyway. Right. Uh, but yes, so she had been going for years before this, it turns out, you know, we'd never heard of her until this single in 1991. Mm-hmm. But she had been uh, trying to break into the music business since the 70s. A long time. She grew up in America. Uh, She did kind of some gospel stuff uh, with her dad uh, when she was younger. And uh, then tried to be a musician for years and years and years. Uh, She sent demos off to various places in the 70s, got rejected. Nothing was going on. And then it wasn't until uh, she was singing in a bar in Kansas in 1985. When Tears for Fears were going through America on tour. And they happened to see her in that bar. And apparently, the story goes they were so impressed that a year later they phoned her up and said, "Look, we're working on a new album, and we think you should be on the album as well." So like, that was her big break. So uh, it was uh, <clears throat> they're called Roland Orzabal and Kurt Smith of Tears yeah. Fears, the two the two main guys. She recorded with them for their nineteen eighty nine album, The Seeds of Love, mm-hmm. and guested on Women in Chains. Yep. So that was her first big break. Women in Chains was the first time anyone really had heard her worldwide. And off the back of that, she also like opened for them on that tour and did backing vocals during their shows. And because of that, they uh, she then got signed to Fontana, who was, that's where Tears for Fears were, mm-hmm. and was given the record deal in 1990. They released this album then, and it did shit all because of reasons that we're going to yeah. find out about. Uh, I did notice, though, that on the sleeve notes, apparently for the Seeds of Love... Yeah, uh, for the for the Tears for Fears album, they thank Alita Adams for, it, and I quote, authenticating our soul. Fuck off. Yeah, which sounds to me a little bit like, thank you for being our black friend. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly that's exactly Allowing what that us to have a gospel like. song or something like that. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: I, don't, I don't want to hear bad things about Tears for Fears. I've always quite liked Tears oh, for Oh, totally, fears. but
1: then you have to admit that, you know, by the time they were doing women in chains mm. seeds of love yes that's a good tune sees love. but by the time they're doing women in chains they're past their prime mm. you know that maybe is, you, you are not any you're not getting the band who were doing shout and everybody wants the real, real world at the point that they're singing women in chains all right maybe that is the case i'll tell you what i have a feeling i i'm pretty sure this is a fact uh, but I'm going to say anyway, I have a feeling I was at the Seeds of Love tour in Belfast in 1989. Fucking hell, yeah, really? Because it, I remember there were two gigs I went to in the short space of time. Uh, two kind of of my first live uh, music experiences that I can properly remember going to. And it was because my aunt was going out with a guy who was a bouncer at these venues. And so I just got in for free with a couple of mates. Stay classy, aren't he? Oh, I know. Uh, and so I saw within the space of two or three weeks, I saw T'Pau and Tears for Fears. And it would have been around this time. This is probably when they were touring. And they did, like, you know, Maysfield Leisure Centre. It wasn't a big fucking nice. show. But I have a feeling I probably saw Alita Adams on tour. Fucking hell. I know. So I have a feeling that I have, you know, scrubbed most of the actual gig from my memory. But I think I was there. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Yeah. What a, what a rare, rare, what a rare treat. I
0: know. That's like the time I saw Rosala. Fuck me, really? <laughs> yeah, supported Michael Jackson at Wembley Stadium. God what? Rosala and um Rosala and Chris
1: Cross. Jesus, that's well Chris Cross obviously that's why they got on the bill, but <laughs> Rosala
0: nothing was proved.
1: <laughs> that's weird.
0: The PCL podcast would like to point out <laughs> to the uh, litigious members of the Michael Jackson estate that uh, we are aware that there's never been any substantiation of other claims made about Michael Jackson interfering with small boys and therefore any such uh, intimation that Chris may have suggested there was purely for satirical purposes and outside the rule of law.
1: Well, I'm, I'm glad that you saw Rosala, because someone had to. Yeah, what was her song? I'm free. Everybody's free. Everybody's free. I mean, I'd, I'd imagine that's her fee at these days. <laughs> I imagine that's, uh, you know, when her agent calls her up, like, Rosala, are you busy next Tuesday? Everybody. <laughs> well, not everybody, just me. No, just me, yeah. I'm, I am free. Uh, it turns out as well that, uh, I mean, she has released... 10 albums to date which yeah. is you know a lot more than you'd really want uh, one of them was a Christmas album called Christmas Time with Alita you know that's that's what you do apparently mm. and in 1998 she was a guest on Phil Collins big band Jazz Tour which fucking can you it. imagine right. that I mean I can't yeah, Cr- Christmas Day with Alita
0: that just sounds like an alcoholic's fucking dream <laughs> A litre of, like, white stripe. Yeah. No, you need three litres of white stripe. It's got to be paint thinner if
1: it's a litre. Yeah, liter. true. <laughs> Christmas with a litre. It would
0: only lasts me till 11 o'clock.
1: I like how you went Scottish for the alcoholic voice, yeah. I'm married
0: to a Scottish woman. It's yeah. culturally She's an alcoholic, right. yeah.
1: Okay, well, that's that's all I've got on kind of background stuff. That's what I was doing, reading around this. Uh, this was number one for one week. Uh, from the 24th of February to the 2nd of March, 1991.
0: Well, look, there's, uh, there's, there's no choice. We have to listen to it. Oh Well, yeah, that's... Uh, again, why are we doing this? You do wonders on I don't know, man. No. I don't know. We might have to change the rules and just yeah. do albums we like or yeah. something. <laughs> if we don't get a good one soon. So the, the amount of stuff I, we've had to move around this week to get these recordings done. I know. I'm and it's just like, oh, what, so, so that we can do this. fuck's sake. You people better be enjoying this. Yeah. By this point, <laughs> we'll, our downloads will be down to like three a week. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Just shouting into the void. Yeah. All right. Shall we get into it then? Yeah. All right. So track number one is called Rhythm of Life. Sounds like this. Uh, it was. It's produced by a guy called Dave Bascombe, yep. who did a shit ton of bands throughout the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. A lot of kind of the indie stuff in the 80s and Britpop in the 90s as well. Oh, there we go. Can I just
0: say before you continue with your story? Uh-huh. Oh, fuck! This is boring. <laughs> you oh, it's it. so
1: boring. This is smooth.
0: I mean, that's exactly what it is. This is like music that's
1: had. Any kind of sharp edge playing oh, off of it. Oh, there, there's in, been six or seven passes at getting the roughness off. This. Oh my god, it's so boring. Yeah, uh, but this was so. Dave Baskin produced it, and he did Tears for Fears. He did some Tepeş Mode, Echo, and the Bunny Man, and then he did people like Suede and Placebo and James and stuff in the nineties the mm-hmm. as well. But the, the percussion production and remix was done by William Orbit. Right, okay. of, I'm guessing one of his early jobs on mm-hmm. that. Uh, so it's it's that sort of laid-back dance groove that they're going for. And this was the very first single they released in 1990, which went nowhere. Mm -hmm. And Uh. that's where it should have gone. This is, look, uh, and again, this is
0: personal, this is a personal thing, Mm -hmm. but this falls directly into that black hole of Smooth. I mean, the word "smooth" is the only word you can use. Yeah, sure. You know, funk soul. It's like music for smoothies, isn't it? Okay, it's, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's people like people who just uh, really think they dress well, really think they've got impeccable taste in things. Yeah, but are just fucking idiots. Yeah, medium
1: blend coffee drinkers. Yeah. people with beige sofas. Well, people for whom "Women in Chains" was possibly a bit too uh, high tempo.
0: Yeah, I mean this is, uh, it's, uh, I mean there's a lyric on here, Lucy's sign is the Chinese dragon. You what the fuck does that mean? Nothing. What is it, Lucy's sign is the Chinese, unless there is a sign in her house with just a Chinese dragon on mm. it, because it's not a horoscope sign, okay? nope. maybe she was born in the year of the dragon, in which case you don't need to say the Chinese fucking dragon. Oh, no, true. Yeah. I mean, n- nothing about that sentence makes me think the person who's saying it
1: knows what they're talking about. No, it's it's one of those wanky things to sound a little bit profound. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is very... I mean, it's so middle of the road, but I can see exactly why they thought this might be a radio hit. Mm. Because this is your perfect distillation of the... I mean the acid jazz sign wasn't really coming in yet. We were getting hints of it maybe with the young disciples later on this sort of mm. thing. But there was definitely a groundswell of that post-wine bar 80s. Yep. But before you get into the brand new heavies sort of thing, and so this was where the very very middle of the road was headed. Yeah. And this this is I mean we we said it before with uh oh, whatever different bands we've done. This is for people driving up and down the M1 in in Vauxhall Cavaliers like you've said listening to wallpaper.
0: Yeah, I mean I think it's even worse than that. I think oh, yeah? I think I, yeah, I think I think this record is you go around someone's house for a dinner party, yeah, and like, oh yeah, I've got this wicked new artist. I, oh, she's so good.
1: Mm-hmm. This
0: is this is the same people that were really into the Lighthouse Family, right? Sure, that's what the you know. I used to I used to work with Desiree, a guy, right? I used to work with this dude, right? And I I really feel like naming him, but I shouldn't. Cause <laughs> it's probably legal. But I used to I had this shit job when I was about eighteen, right, and I worked at I worked at a bank, right? And I, you know, I was clearly the weirdo there, right? right? And I ended up having this massive argument. There was this guy who was the the son of one of the regular employees. We were just there on an agency contract. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Phil, Phil, he's a dick. Okay. Phil, right. Uh, and he and it, like he, was, he used to kind of come in and he'd, he'd show off his. Uh, his uh, marathon medal because he'd run it in and he'd raised money for because his girlfriend like had got cancer and he was raising money for mm. her, right? And what he was, And he was training to be a teacher, but this is the thing, like And and, and he was really in, he was he loved his music, but he was really into Wet 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 and the <laughs> Lighthouse Family, okay, and all of this shit. He was really into it, right? And I, you know, I bought in some CDs and I would like Primus and stuff like that, and he was like oh, what's all this? Uh, it's a load of people out of their heads on drugs who can't play their instruments. I was like, <laughs> mate, you want to talk about people that can't play? That? Les Playpool's one of the best fucking bass players in the world, you prick. Right? Right, and yeah. I'd have these arguments. With him. And then you'd get outside of this regiment with him, with all of the other employees, and he'd be talking about cheating on his fucking girlfriend. He was just a scumbag.
1: Oh, he was trick. just a
0: fucking shithead scumbag. But it was, the, the whole face was all the kind of smooth jazz. And he was a fat, ugly fuck as well. <laughs> Well, I'm glad. Uh, glad. Sorry, you- I don't know if this even has a, point or a place <laughs> in the podcast's sidebar, <laughs> yeah. but my point is that Phil, that I used to work with, at now was a fucking cunt. I see. Oh well, then- and he would have loved this shit, right?
1: Well, yeah. So I hate this, and I hate him. Okay. Well, this is very, very boring. It's middle of the road cack. Nothing else to say about it. Um, well, you, you, i was wondering, did you like the uh, the bass sound on this at all? Oh, fuck me. We're back directly into partridge bass, aren't we? We are because. Oh no. It's Pino Palladino on bass. Oh, fuck off. It is absolutely all through this album. That's who's playing bass. Pino Palladino. Yep. Who, yeah, exactly. We, we first encountered on the Phil Collins one, then the Christians, and then sporadically since. He was doing session music like a motherfucker. I mean, Pino Palladino. House. It like, sounds like someone fronting a band that's found playing in the back of
0: bars at the weekend. Oh, definitely. That's Pino Palladino and the uh, Palladino Five.
1: Yeah, no, it really is. Uh, so that is why it sounds like it does. Um, I mean, Again, he, I just was looking up what else he's done because he's on everything, it turns out. He's worked with Paul Young, Elton John, the Christians, Phil Collins, like I said. But apparently he was played on Adele's 21 and Ed Sheeran's Divided uh, more recently. So he's still going. And... But this is the one that got me. He played on Nine Inch Nails' Hesitation Marks in 2013 and was part of their touring band. That's a good band. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You've gone from sessioning from the Christians and Alita Adams to put bread on your table, finally make it uh, as part of Nine Inch Nails' touring band but yeah. then have to do something with their cheering as well but look
0: bear in mind right bear in mind though but a time like trent Reznor's putting the hesitation marks tour together yeah one of his main criteria
1: is probably people that aren't going to bring heroin with them <laughs> right yeah okay people he's never met before and don't know him look, yeah look, don't look, know how awkward he can be like what what we need here is people
0: that definitely aren't going to encourage me to do drugs
1: <laughs> i'm living a healthy lifestyle
0: do you see the size of that fucker now, oh my though? god
1: it's ripped. he's a beast yeah yeah true uh, this remind when I was trying to think what this reminded me of as well, uh, because this didn't remind me of the single. This was different to the Get Here ballady mm-hmm. thing, but it reminds me of stuff like uh, Lisa Stansfield from that time, the kind of nasal, big voice balladeer singer. Yeah. Um, the stuff like Tony Braxton in the '90s, those mm-hmm. kind of big singers. But I say that because it's a very polished and bland sound, mm. but with this overwrought vocal, uh, which which that is apparently what she does
0: yeah but you know the, the difference between this and the artist you just mentioned is yeah. the other artists
1: had some tunes at least oh to your, yeah true and similar to the other thing it reminded me of was that soul the soul song with kim Mazel that we both hated oh yeah uh, oh, the kim God, vocal that sort of thing God, i hated that yeah, yeah. uh but th- that early 90s they had a thing for the kind of the diva-esque female vocalist at this point so it seems like it's another one in that line but this was and unsuccessful Yeah, experiment. I mean, that,
0: exactly. I mean, that, the problem with this stuff for me is
1: it's just, you know, entirely sexless. Oh, yeah, no, this is totally neutral. This is uh, grey throughout. Yeah, I, I,
0: don't, I don't need Alita Adams on for inspection of this first song to tell me what the rhythm of life is. I, I don't believe she knows. Well, her rhythm is a very standard 4-4. Four, four.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right, let's get to track two, which is okay. a single.
1: Yeah, tra- okay, so this is the one that everyone... Well, not everyone. If you're gonna remember anything from Alita Adams, this is the one you're gonna remember. So yeah. This it Get Here. A bad
0: rhyme for a start, yeah. I mean, it's not even a rhyme, it's just the same word twice. Yeah. Look, this is first of all less of a song, mm-hmm. more of a list of transportation systems. It very much
1: is, yeah.
0: You know, if you can reach me by Ford Fiesta, <laughs> you can ride on the back of a court jester. <laughs>
1: If you can, I'm impressed. If you could
0: uh, come in the nest of a bald eagle, then also you can do that.
1: Yeah, indeed. It's just line after line of here's a vehicle, here's a vehicle, here's a method.
0: Some dodgy lyrics on here as well. There's Uh uh, something about travelling on the back of an Arab man or something like that.
1: You can reach me by caravan across the desert like an Arab man. Like an Arab man. Arab man sounds (laughs) like a really dodgy superhero. (laughs) It doesn't get invited. Now, that,
0: that sounds like someone like it, like in a kind of an eighties kind of Rocky Four esque era oh, yeah, like, that like, Superman might fight,
1: or, or a really bad wrestler in WWE. Yeah, yeah. The, the the baddie in every yeah, single yeah. fight. Oh, you're thinking of the Iron Shake. Oh, am I? Yeah, I was think I was actually thinking of uh, your man from "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Whenever <laughs> 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 cricket does it with a bomber or something, <laughs> I love that. Uh, but yeah, so look, I mean, some, there's some very risible lyrics in this. Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing is, lyric wise, we can't blame it on her because this is a cover version. This oh, is, is this? A, yeah, a cover this is a, she, this is, she didn't write this. This is a song by uh, a woman called Brenda Russell, who was another singer songwriter from the late 80s of America. I remember Bretton Russell had a couple of hits. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's her song. She released it in 88 on her album. Alida Adams apparently heard this in a record shop in Stockholm and liked it and so did a version of it. Maybe you can say that's why it sounds different to the rest of the album. But then she didn't write all the other songs on this album as well. That first song, for example, is written by Rose Andorzeba- Roland about from Tears of Fears and someone else. Right. I mean, it's barely written by anyone. Well, true. But this one, yeah, it's not hers. She's doing a cover version. And it sounds very similar to the Brenda Russell version, if I'm honest. But that does, it, it's not an improvement or anything like that. So do, just...
0: do we think that Brenda Russell generally wrote on the back of a speedy
1: cult? How would you write that lyric? A speedy, speedy cult? cult. Yeah. Mate, it's fucking stupid, this song. This song is fu- Look, man.
0: Th- th- obviously, it resonated with a lot of people. It was a number one single. There is something to it. There is a hook to it, but, of yeah, sorts. It, it, there's right? a catchiness. But it's whack as fuck,
1: man. Mm. This is wiki, wiki, whack, mo. You can reach me by sailboat, climb a tree and swing rope to rope, take a sled and slide down a slope, and then you can jump on a speedy colt. No, this is nonsense. And it's also a bit uh, weird of her to be saying, I don't care. I do not care how you get here. And then the entire song is just going, oh, you could do this, though. Oh, and if you wanted, you could do this. Yeah. But I don't care. This song would be a lot more authentic to me if it went,
0: okay, you're where you are. I'm where I am. How about we meet at trowel services <laughs> equal distance? <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. We uh-huh. can have a spot of Burger King while we're there. If you're not into that, I think they've might got one of those toasts now. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I don't think there is a KFC <laughs> there, but I, I would uh, much prefer that as a song. If yeah. I, I think that's more reasonable. Sure. I mean, I look, I, I don't care how you get... Like, well, you should care. Well, yeah, you're half of you, Why would you have a relationship with someone that didn't care about
1: your transportation needs? But and then, isn't bothered to, to try and make you make you halfway, like you say.
0: It's like, mate, the, the amount of time you've been counting around with this bloke on the piano, you could have got, you know, at least 45 minutes selfish. down the road.
1: Selfish, just selfish. Uh, this one, she reminds me of Heather Small from M People on this one, that uh, bad vocal. I mean, I
0: don't ever want to be remembered of Heather Small from... No, M- no, you wouldn't. I do. hate M People. They're, they are. Why did they
1: win a Mercury Music Prize? I don't know, man. You know, I just, uh, yeah. Uh, I mate, this is another one. I, I don't know if I can uh, find an exact bit, but there's some proper Pino Palladino bass on this. Oh, good. That, that the the sound that you particularly hate is all over this. song when it gets into the bass lines. So if at home, have a listen through this again because you know you want to, and just just enjoy the bad bass that's going on. Right, so track three? Track three, yes. Uh track three is the title track. It's called Circle of One. All right, we've got some movie soundtrack keys. Yeah. This is the first one that's written by Alita Adams that we've heard so far. Okay. And this was also the second single released in 1990. Well, at least it's a bit more up-tempo. Yeah.
0: You kind of get a sense of... a
1: bit of a beat there. Yeah, a sense of a little bit more passion in the vocal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and again, I can see why they released this as a single. Because this is more...
0: I don't think it happens yet There's a nut And where is the horn
1: There we go Oh, there's that Yeah, bad horns Well, yes Um, Yeah, there's some horns It's a more upbeat thing There's a a bigger drum beat behind it It's a more positive feel Hmm. Uh, And like I said I can see why they thought This should be the second single but it totally flopped. Though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I prefer this to the previous two tracks. It's better than those, yes. Yeah, but it's still not good. Oh no, no, but it's more of a single release. Well, I
0: don't know if it is. I mean, the, oh, cor- I the, the
1: chorus is shit and there's no hook. No, that's true. Well, no, yeah, you couldn't you couldn't go away and sing this again. But I think while you're listening to it, it's less offensive than the first two, isn't it? I don't go off that. Fuck's sake! As much, yeah, yeah. Time. If if I'm if I'm in HMV buying music yeah. in
0: 1991, yeah. this comes on the stereo. It doesn't make me leave the shop. Sure,
1: yeah, but I think as we can see, this did nothing on first release in 1990. It was re-released in June 91 after the success of Get Here mm-hmm. and this being a number one album, and it still only got to number 73. You know, no one was interested in any other song from this album. Yeah, I mean, there is uh, there is you know uh, uh, the massive
0: sword of Damocles of the one-hit wonder hanging it, it, over this absolutely record. Absolutely,
1: really is. It so is. Uh, it's kind of your, you know, your Lisa Loeb or. Um... Don't ever compare this to Lisa
0: Loeb. A oh, one-hit wonder. Okay, but let's 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 be kind to Lisa. Okay, Loeb. sure. Because what a, what a one-hit that was.
1: Oh no, really? Indeed, indeed. But, I love that. Um, let me just find this bit about two minutes forty. Now, you were talking about horns before. So this, this baritone sax, mm-hmm. right, it's a baritone sax, apparently. A, there, no, there's your riff. What are you talking about, mate? Anyway, that memorable baritone sax riff is done by a guy called Will Gregory, mm-hmm. who, I was like, who the fuck's that? Look him up. Turns out he is now the main keyboardist and composer in Goldfrapp. Fair play. That's who he is now. I was hoping you were going to say, he is the son of the inventors
0: of <laughs> Eggs Gregory.
1: <laughs> it, Greg's. He's just, <laughs> <laughs> he's just the son of Greg's Bakery. Yeah, so that's that's your man from... So they've had William Orbit, who's pretty cool, and yep. now they've got the, the keyboardist from Goldfrapp. So this is a well cool record, mate. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, I mean, what this is, it's the equivalence of of showing CCTV footage of when Jay-Z did his work experience at a fucking home
1: electronics (laughs) shop. Yeah. This is well cool. Yeah. Some some really good people involved in this footage. (laughs) This uh, appears on a soundtrack as well, uh, which has a little bit of resonance for me. This appeared on the soundtrack for the film Sleeping With The Enemy. Oh, yeah. Julia Roberts and Patrick Bergen. Nice. Who I was in a film with.
0: Ah, you were in a yeah, film it with Patrick it. I, I have a
1: story about sleeping with the enemy as well. Oh. Um, about when I,
0: we were in the cinema uh, and it was me and my friend. It was quite an empty cinema. Hmm. And there were some girls behind us, some slightly older girls. I mean, we'd about about 12 or something, I'd right. imagine. And uh, they kept throwing popcorn at, uh, at our heads and sweets. And they kept bouncing off the back of our heads. And I eventually got so annoyed that I shook up a can of Pepsi and threw it at them like a grenade. <laughs>
1: Oh, well. In what
0: we would describe as a classic French, some overreaction.
1: <laughs> yeah. TM. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, my moms in a wheelchair now. They were very angry. I bet they were. <laughs> Fucking coke pissed everywhere. <laughs> oh, Does that mean that you didn't get to enjoy sleeping with the enemy the, in the way that you'd wished you could? I mean, it was never going to happen. No, you, have no. you seen photos of me as a teenager? No, true. I was never getting laid. Yeah. No. Um, well, there you go. That's that's the the third single. And they've blown their load a little bit because they've gone one, two, three singles, tracks one, two, three. Oh, those are the best three singles on the song? Well, those are the only three singles. So um, those are the ones they thought were the best. Should we, um,
0: I mean, have we Have we had done it? You know, like when you get, listen to a voicemail message and you're like, uh, you can't delete this message until you've listened to three seconds of it. <laughs> I feel like, uh-huh. have we listened to enough of this record yet?
1: Yeah, let's take a little break. Okay. <laughs> Right, yeah, let's look at what was going on album top ten-wise in the rest of the UK.
0: Okay, this is another it's be another similar one, isn't it?
1: Oh, very much so. Ugh. Very much so, because uh, we've had so many one-week number one albums that there's not much change. But let's do it anyway. So number ten this week is Madonna's Maccae Collection, which is sort of maybe finally tailing off out of the top ten. Mm-hmm. Number nine is Rick Astley, Free, which again is probably his, his fee these days. Yeah. Uh, number eight... Carter, The Unstoppable Sex Machine, 30-something. Okay. Got to number eight in the charts. They were big. Well, that is big. I mean, obviously, we've just seen Jesus Jones being number one, mm-hmm. so it's not a total anomaly. But Carter didn't have the the pop hits that Jesus Jones had. No. Nah. They really didn't. So this is a, a strange one to me. Number eight this week. Uh, number seven is Gloria Estefan, Into the Light. Six, Simpsons Sing the Blues. Five, Elton John, very best of. Four, Chris Isaac Wicked Game. Two, George Michael, Listen Without Prejudice, which seems to be going up again. Probably a single release. a single. Yeah. And then number two is Queen Innuendo, which we did last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the rest of the chart, further down the chart or new releases, we've got... We should have listened to this, actually. This should have been something we, just for a laugh, we should have done. New Kids on the Block released their No More Games, the remix album. Oh, fuck. Oh, I'll listen to that this way. The remix album. Uh, so, I wonder if that's on Spotify. I don't know. I don't know. I hope so, because I'm that gonna... remix of games that we had to listen games, to was Games, amazing. games, 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 games. <laughs> so that was number 15 this week. Uh, number 17 is Little Angels with Young Gods. <sighs> yeah. They were apparently big enough to get a number 17 place. And number 26 this week was the Throwing Muses with the Real Ramona, Um, which we talked briefly about them before, when we saw the single in the charts and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. That's kind of all I have for what was going on in the rest of the world, though. Fair enough. Not not a a massive change in the top 10 at all. I think the
0: guy from the Little Angels runs the Brighton Institute of Modern Music, you know. Is that right? Yeah, because his name is also Bruce Dickinson, isn't it?
1: I don't know. Yeah, he was. He was the other Bruce Dickinson. The, the, right. That's yeah. It. Exactly. That's the, a shame. the second best Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah. Well, there's so many kind of ex-pop stars and musicians in BIM teaching at BIM. They got two yeah. sleeper there. Well, yeah, they? no, no I, th-
0: I think he's the main dude because he was he? in a band. He was in a band with our friend Matt Mitchell, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah. That uh, oh, right. color of noise. Oh, was that him? Yeah. Kind of rambling man yeah, type sure. band, but yeah. Well, well, well. Uh, if you if you like a kind of a blues rock sound, check out our friend Matt Mitchell's new album, Matt mm, Mitchell and the Cold, the cold hearts. hearts. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a, it,
1: if that's your bag, it's a good record indeed. No, that, that man has a voice on him. Matt oh Mitchell. my god, Brilliant. he
0: certainly does. Anyway, right, that's a that's a. We're not paid for this.
1: Yeah, fuck you, Matt Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, fuck you,
0: Matt Mitchell. He might give me a hand job. Oh well,
1: well. right, okay. So that's the album that, done. That is, that's literally all I've got, mate. Um, there's nothing else I could see. Because we're moving so slowly through. We're still in February and we're five episodes in. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Well, you know, it's going to be the way it goes sometimes. We might have to think of something else to
0: pepper these things up with. Well, I yeah. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's, uh, okay. let's go to track four. This one's called You've Got to Give Me Room.
1: <sighs>
0: My first note on this is, here we fucking go. Look, man. You gotta give me room. Yeah. You gotta give me a fucking break, nineteen ninety one. Yeah, please. Come on nineteen ninety one. Look, this song I mean you're still playing it, aren't you? No. Oh you're not. Okay, no. well and, and that's the difference, right? Knew, yeah. Look, right? this is so dull that I'm not sure how anyone stayed awake long enough to record it.
1: Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> that studio was uh... It's
0: like, honestly I reckon this like it's like, oh hang on a minute. Oh sorry, go and wake up the sound engineer up again. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh hello. Pico's fucking fallen asleep. Yep. There's a flugelhorn horn in this one. They've got a flugelhorn. horn. A flugelhorn. horn. Well, yeah. fuck my big tits.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is this is five minutes long as well. Oh, what the five hell? minutes of dirge. Why have you done it? Honestly, I have spent I have spent five minutes in the presence of explosive diarrhea that I have enjoyed <laughs> more. <laughs> Because at least there was something to do, right? Sure. Do you know what I mean? At, at least, least there was you... some kind of sensory experience. There's no way you're falling asleep during j- 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 that. No, man. This is so. Su- this is this is everything that's fucking wrong with music. It's just you, Christ. I mean, you're given the opportunity to come and mm. do this, and this is what you do. Sure. You should have your nose rubbed in your own piss on the carpet for this. That, this is, yeah. Yeah. This it's is unforgivable. Bad,
1: Alita. Bad. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's just so dull and worthy, um, you know, li- both musically and lyrically, because musically, it's basically just her and a piano, a little bit of double bass, and then this flugelhorn that comes in. Yeah. Uh, lyrically, it's about a marriage where the wife feels trapped. She's lost her identity. Uh, she wants to kind of move on, do things just for her again, and not. Well, look, be... I mean, look. If this is a genuine song about Oleta Adams mm.
0: saying I've lost my identity, I completely agree with you. Oh, yeah, I, it's I have faceless. seen. I have seen no sign of any kind of recognizable persona in any of these. So, we're four songs in, yeah, and I, I, there are people that I meet and I say hello to dog walking that I've met once and I know better than. Right. Then I've got any impression about what you're about. Yeah, fair enough. I am mainly because I live, you
1: know, in Wood and Dean, and there's some fucking weirdos up there. But <laughs> yeah, you, you form your own opinions. Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, this is this reminded me of a potential song from a musical where the, the the downtrodden heroine is singing about how she wants to break out of her bad life and start anew, and it's one of those ones, but it has no place. In a pop album at all. Look, man, I, I I appreciate that you've come up with that opinion. I'll be mm. honest
0: with you. Whilst this was on, I was thinking about other things. I
1: said, well, that's fair enough. This, and this is this is a mind wanderer doing the right thing, really. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. This is this is total filler. And if you're saying that the first three, especially track three, was kind of the more upbeat one, mm. this kills everything, stone dead. Oh yeah, yeah, it really does. This is awful. Right, no right. more, no more. Mm. Track five. Track five. I've got to sing my song.
0: Old timey, kind of, slightly churchy. Oh, this is very gospel. Right. Oh, so this song is called "I've Got to Sing My Song." Yep. Which leads you to the inevitable question: well, Why? <laughs> She's got to, mate. I'm not seeing any sense of urgency in this. There's a mention. Oh, God gave me this voice. Yeah. Him above.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, that's the one thing that's been missing from this album. Is overt Christianity. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I love a bit of gospel music. Right? Sure. Obviously, that's well, not my it's not my uh, spiritual journey. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, I love a bit of gospel music. Not this though. I don't mind this. I think this is where her voice actually works. Ah oh, dear. Yeah, I think obviously she came from a gospel background and her voice when you hear it you go that sounds like you should be in a church mm. while I don't like the sentiment behind the song it's far too overtly religious it's really just hammering it home about sing a praise to that man above all this sort of stuff I think it actually works as a gospel tune it's got that little Hammond bit that you would have it's got the up and down it's got the choir in the background I, th- I think this is what she was made to do?
0: Uh, I, I I just think it's I just think the song itself is intangibly dull again. Uh, look, right? I, you, you said there that you think you you listen to her voice and you think she should be in a church. Yes, right? and I agree. I think she should be in a church. I mean, or any other building, just any building, but just a, a long way away from out of earshot. Is, I see. Okay, that's where, where I'm at. I don't look. This is procedural. It's painting by numbers. It's mm-hmm. you know you. You know where you are with it, and there's a certain safety in that her voice does lend itself to this more than other stuff, but uh-huh. it's just so intolerably
1: dull. Yeah, there's no, well, I'll give you that there is no big tune here, there's not a hook, and you know, you're not going to go away humming this. But while it was on, I thought, this is all right, this is okay. If I was God, and, and you know, one day, who knows,
0: and if someone sang this to me, yeah. I'd be like, oh, I fucking wish
1: I was in heaven. You'd be, I, be going, oh, 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 yeah, will Just turn over to the, that POD channel that I created for.
0: It, well, no, you'd just be like, I'd be like, ah, uh, you'd like be like fucking sneaking into your drawer that you think no one's allowed to listen to, and putting some Iron Maiden in. You'd be like, <laughs> looking around furtively, hoping no one catches you. But you, what's the point of being God if this is all you can listen to?
1: Oh, of course. But I think there is a uh, a certain, I think there's a certain, or there can be a certain power to gospel songs that works when it's it's when there's a, a, a proper emotion behind it. And I do think she believes all of this stuff. I think she really, the, the you know, it's called I've Got to Sing My Song. She's trying to spread a message. She's trying to talk about her love of God. I think there is, I think this is the one where it fits for her. And she's not trying to do pop. She's not trying to do a ballad. I think this is, no, it's not my favourite so far, but I think this is where it works best for her. Yeah. yeah. I
0: mean I've that's all I got for you, mate. It's just a just the noise. I mean I appreciate you've articulated that. You've taken the time to
1: put an yeah. argument together. I thought it with a dismissive noise. There's little back and forth between her and the choir, there's little kind of stabs of the choral vocals. This is a, this is a, an okay pop gospel song I think
0: I mean that is
1: damning it with faint praise oh it really is it. Oh, yeah mate you're not getting more faint praise on this album
0: no but you know it's it's no uh, it's no like a prayer is it it certainly isn't there we go right anyway let's move on alright track number six I've Got a Right and a Left oh I thought this was I Gotta Sing My Song I Gotta Write My Song <laughs> <laughs> it's a,
1: oh shit it's today we're recording <laughs> I Gotta Write This it's like one of those nightmares you have when you haven't studied next track's called I've got to get a taxi to the studio
0: <laughs> Big Horns quite big fun Big Horns
1: yeah that's a real big cheesy horn <laughs> huh? you've got a big cheesy horn jazz <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: so this is a kind of lyrically it's a kind of a, you've got to make up your mind kind of tune do sure. you want the relationship do you not want the relationship yeah well trodden ground. Um, I mean, it sounds to me like you know, if you're down having a beer on the on the beach, sure, uh, and it's summer, and they've got a band out the front. Oh right, yeah. It sounds like that band.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: It sounds like that band. It's like a you know woman with a nice voice, uh, a bass player in a black shirt wearing his bass too high. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's uh, he's wearing he's playing a Fender jazz
1: bass, and, and someone who's probably very good on jazz drums. Yeah, playing it low key.
0: Yeah, yeah. Pr- probably he's probably playing with brushes.
1: Mm, yeah, sure. yeah. Right, exactly okay. right.
0: Uh, it sounds like that band. Like you say, it's very jazzy. Yeah. For me, going through it, start. It's probably my favourite one so far. Oh really? Uh, you yeah. know, it's just yeah, it's a bit more up tempo. It's a bit more fun. Okay. Um,
1: uh There is there's a sax solo. There is. A, I mean, that's the the one redeeming feature for me. I think this is awful. Oh, see. I think this is all right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think see.
0: it's. I, I mean, yeah. I think this one's this one's fine. It's it. I mean, of, this has got that particularly bad bass sound that you hate. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the wine bar. Boom, 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 boom. Look, man. The mm. fact that the fact that I think this one's all right in comparison to the rest of it. I see that as you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? Okay. Sure. Uh, look, I'm never going to listen to this again. Oh, God, no. No, this is. We, let's just
1: agree that we'll never speak of this ever no. again. She hasn't got a second album, has she? Oh, well, she's 10 more, but none of them are number one. Oh, We're never going to have to, actually. Oh, good yeah, that's, to stop that's fine. So. so, yeah, okay. No,
0: I've, I mean, it's all right, this one. Okay. I see. It, but that's, that's the thing. This is the, the most
1: effusive that I can be about this <laughs> album. Is you, you are very down on this one yeah, yeah the, 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 the podcast I,
0: I, I mean I'm trying I'm trying to find something to say I'm trying to dig into the banks uh-huh. I'm trying to come up with something but this, this isn't even like the Christians where it's annoyed me so much that I get animated Sure, no, I get this, is, this is a record
1: that is exactly what she set out to make she's probably very proud of this record oh god yeah, absolutely and I've read reviews you know from people at the time and they were going oh, this is incredible this is just what I wanted I heard her on the Tears of Fears album this is a perfect album this is brilliant I love this why wasn't this bigger all this sort of stuff mate really this is your the fucking top of your pile it's bizarre honestly mate this is you know
0: this is why this is why I will never have faith in humanity no this is not this This is why I don't
1: give the people the vote no exactly this is Brexit yeah yeah sure anyway Uh, but like you say there is a sax solo let's see if we can get a little bit of the sax solo because you know how much we love a sax solo I mean I love it yeah we do let's play a little bit of this Big jazz stab. Here we go. And I looked into who did this. Yeah. This solo. Bam. Now he's going for it, mate. This uh, is a session musician called Phil Todd. Right. right. Uh, who has done? Uh, As yeah, all of these people have. I've played with, you know, the highs and the lows. He's done stuff with Grace Jones. He was enslaved to the rhythm. He was apparently played on Wonder by Oasis. He's played with Radiohead, Bell and Sebastian. But this is the one I reckon he gets most recognition for. This, right. is, this is the one I think if you play a load of songs to a wide selection of people, this is the one that everyone will oh I know that.
0: Nice The Men Behaving Badly <laughs> thing. <laughs> I was I, I, I was really hoping
1: he was going to be Bleeding Gums Murphy for a minute there. But. Yeah, that, that's... Uh, for me, I reckon that's his career high point. Fucking the hell. Men Behaving Badly theme tune. That's him.
0: A, a song for basically Neil Morrissey and martin clunes martin clunes to
1: cunt about to. yep indeed right fuck it no uh but we, i i didn't like that at all i'm i'm pleased you liked it because that's one for you after me liking the or liking this is the i mean liking is the yeah. wrong word but yeah. yeah me getting along with the gospel one you liking the jazz one at least we got one each Yep. fine well look we're six songs through already i know we're- well we are Paying very little attention to any of but them. But what so. can we do, no, guys? If just, we are trying. Like
0: something we're trying here, guys. I promise you, we are trying. You listen to this album, you review it, you do a fucking podcast <laughs> about it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we're gonna have to have a chat about some singles. Yeah. Okay. Now. Let's get into the top ten singles.
1: There are some new ones in this this week, actually. So we got a few. To uh, have a little bit of a stab at. Good stuff. Number 10. I'll play this. Since, I mean, you, you're going to remember the song, I'm sure, once it gets into it. Right. I'll, I don't know if, you, if you're a bit. Come on. It let, me, let me go. Let me go. I said
0: it and I'll say it again. Dance while the record spins. Oh, do you know what this is? Ah. Oh, for God's sake, I haven't
1: listened for so long. What is no. it? No. I, I whenever I saw the title I was like I don't know if I remember that and then I played it and I went oh of course this one yeah for sure but I would never have guessed who it was.
0: Move your body.
1: Right, it Move your body. It's called Move Your Body. Yeah. Remember who did this at all fucking
0: hell. Oh shit man. Ah, fuck. It's like... No, I'm not going to get it. What is it?
1: Uh, Expansions. Expansions. Expansions without the E, just expansions. Yeah, Yeah. I I would have never got that. No, exactly. But, yeah. When when you see it, you go, oh, yeah, for sure, that was it. So, yeah, we're getting a little bit of uh, pop. Pop Dance at number 10. Yeah, are ready for some Deep Heat compilations. Uh, yeah, it's all of that stuff, isn't it? Hardcore. Well, we've awful. already had, we, we had Nomad and stuff in there before. Yeah. It's that kind of stuff. Took it down, took it down, took it down. Mikey. Yeah. Uh, right, number nine. And I remember loving this at the time, actually. I don't know if uh, if you were into these at all. Hang on. It all changes in a minute. There are new forces in the world, a conflict between the generations. I had this on Seven Inch Single at the time, You're right?
0: It's failing to deal with the real threats
1: to life. Right, hold on. It's, it's going to get, uh, I think, filthy in a minute. I don't say filthy. I mean, internal sign, not, not uh, lyrics. No, you getting anything? No, anything I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's a good tune. Yeah, this is one of uh, the early 808 State songs. It's ah, okay. In Your Face. Ah, yes it is. In your face. In, in, I've in your them. face. I've seen them play that live. Oh, I see, right. Well, yeah, that was, uh, that was number nine this week. And I remember really enjoying that. Uh, I think this was, as far as I can remember chronology-wise, they did Cubic Olympic f- before this. And Olympic, I think, was the theme tune to The Word and that right. sort of stuff. So they were, you know, getting around the place. But then this was the first one I bought. Right, I, okay. I love this tune. Uh, that's number nine. So, number eight. And this is the first of a couple of songs from ads that we're going to see in the top ten this week. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Remember what ad this was from? I mean, this is uh, Wrigley's
0: ad. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, a Wrigley's. Wrigley's it's free, isn't it? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, All Right Now by yeah. Free. And it was. It was a Wrigley's one. And it was, I think, obviously, it, it started to- with the jeans ones. Everyone was... Yeah. Uh, Levi's were using the uh-huh. old tunes. But then suddenly, everyone was like, oh, that works. And they all just brought back these kind of classic yes, tunes, indeed. didn't they? Yeah. All right, well, there you go. That's number eight. Number seven is KLS 3AM Eternal. Number six is Alita Adams' Get Here. Mm. Number five. Oh, nice. Fair yeah. enough. Should I stay? Should I stay? Should I go? Um. And this was a jeans ad, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think this was a 501. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, I mean, some of them I can remember really well, as in what the ad itself was. Like, your Nick in one in the laundrette or whatever. I can't really remember what that ad was. No, I can't either. No. Good but word. I knew it was in that, because, yeah. again, I bought that 7-inch on this release. Yeah. Um, because I'd never heard the song before. No, I... I yeah, because
0: uh, Clash started having a few re-releases, because they re-released Rock the Casbah shortly yeah. after this, Indeed. didn't they? Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Obviously, I love the Clash, so... You see, I'm not a fan. I don't get the Clash. I'm not a big fan of... I think it's partly because I don't like his voice. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a that's a, always put. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a, that's a problem. It's but it's I mean, a step. I, I mean, I think London Calling is just like a See, absolute like fucking classic album. Really? No, oh, I, I can put that on any time and really enjoy it. There's yeah. so many other songs I just go and oh, no, I don't like that tune. Don't like that tune. Uh, I mean, my favorite one of theirs is their cover of "I Fought the Law," which yeah. isn't their song. Yeah, I mean, that's
0: a, I mean that's way down. That's right, really yeah. way down my uh, my my list for them. Right, but, yeah. I I mean I oh, I know I'm in the minority on this one. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean you know it's, nope. it's horses for courses, mate. It's, Indeed. I don't like it on John. Well, true. Yeah. Uh, number four, and I'm gonna have to play this one off YouTube because the version released in 1991 isn't on Spotify. Right. So you you'll get this, I'm sure. Oh, Sparks. Sometimes I feel like ah, yeah, of course. Yeah, the, the, the original release of this one, The Source. Yeah,
0: featuring uh, Candy Stanton. That's the very one, yeah. yeah.
1: And, yeah, because obviously it was re-released in, in the mid-90s with a very different beat and backing behind it. Yeah. But I remember this coming out. I remember this version and really liking this, too. So. There's that, that a good build, that. Yeah. That nice bass line coming through. See, I wasn't really feeling this proto-rave at this point. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I got into it later.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, I enjoy that. That's a good fun one. And it's a shame it's not on Spotify at all. Uh, The only versions are the later releases. The more popular. Big, big, whenever it broke through again. Uh, Right, after that, though, we've got number three is Nomad's I Want to Give You Devotion. Nice. That's a chain. Yep.
0: I liked that at the time so it must have been
1: you must have been into the, yeah, the, the, those uh, bits of it uh, so number two and I can only imagine because it says this is a remix but I suspect it's more of a re-edit okay I'm also guessing it was off the back of The Greatest Hits okay so d- was this re-released off the back of Immaculate Collection? I don't re- I think
0: this might have been a double A side or think I don't, i know. crazy for you.
1: I don't remember Crazy for You being re-released. No, I know, but it's number 2 in the chart this week. We've not seen it uh, in uh, you know climbing the chart or just hanging around or anything. It's no. seriously new in and it's they've called it uh, edit or something like that.
0: I, I have no idea. I should know so this. I don't know. And i also think it wasn't in a film or anything at the time, as far as I can remember. No, I don't have my phone in the room, otherwise I'd check it out. I don't know why that has Do happened. Know. There
1: you go, so that's number two. And then number one is The Simpsons Do The Bartman, which I think was number one last week as well. Yeah. So that's not Jane. That's where you are on the top ten. So that's actually one of the most different top tens we've seen in a long time. Mm. There's like five new songs there that we haven't talked about before, which is nice. Thankfully, there's some change going on. It's good. Mm. Uh, the other end of the charts... My other end, number twenty-one. I mean, you know this song for sure. See if you get it from the intro. This is um, uh, Merillion. Nope. Isn't it? Nope. Shout out to Alana on this one. With Mac? Nope. Who the fuck is this? Let me see if I can get to the chorus. Oh
0: fucking hell! It's uh, White Snake. Nope. What the fuck is it? It's Thunder. Thunder. Of Love walked fuck in. Thunder. Of course it is. I yeah. fucking hate Thunder. I've always hated <laughs> Thunder. <laughs> And I've got mates that really love that. Alana loves that, too. Oh, fucking hell. Lee Lewis loves that. Really? I fucking hate them. I've, always, I've never seen the point.
1: No. Well, no, but I don't think there is a point to Thunder, really. That's got a, a decent chorus to it. But Thunder overall, why? Absolutely why? Yeah, yeah. Number 21, though, no, in the charts. So they obviously had a fan base. Oh, yeah, they still have. Well, yeah, they still play the, the third tent at download every year. Uh, and then at number 58, Halloween with nice. kids of the century fair enough we <laughs> <don't>, <laughs>
0: halloween we don't need to hear any of oh, that no, do we? We. not even queued up mate no, good. not on the, the list
1: but yeah i'm just uh, quite amused that that's in at number 50 or whatever it was but there you go there's your singles for this week wow well, fair yeah, enough indeed uh, but that does mean that we have to go back into the back end of this alita adams album well there's
0: only three more songs
1: okay let's do this
0: track number 7 What's it called? Will we
1: ever learn? Well, will we, Krista? <laughs> Apparently not. No, never. <laughs> I didn't notice. There's no question mark on this though, on the album or on the Spotify. It's just "Will we ever learn?" statement. We could take a train, my own oh, more transportation-based lyrics there. Oh, lovely. Take a train. <laughs> Look,
0: man. This is. This is just more of the same. Yeah. Subpar Vegas review, soldiers. Yeah. There you go.
1: Yeah. Sure.
0: And again, the most notable thing about this song is how she has managed to get the last dribble of piss to fucking last for five minutes. Mm. This, I mean, there's no excuse for this song being five minutes long. None at all. How how do you look at what you've got? I mean, you know, and I see this in comedy all the time, right? I see, I see a new act. Right, who's basically got five minutes worth of material trying to stretch it over a ten? Right, sure. Right? yeah. And this is as if she's tried to fucking stretch it over a twenty.
1: Right, okay. Right? This
0: is dog shit. And just to be clear, but I probably did exactly the same thing. <laughs> right, uh, but um, look, right, it's rubbish. That it is. Will we ever learn? Oh, thanks. Tell me another one of your fucking super profound fucking... Where did you find inspiration for these lyrics? Did you have a particularly big Chinese meal, right? (laughs) Did they give you extra fucking fortune cookies? Because everything in this is just... It's like if you've struggled for 20 years to become a recording artist, Mm -hmm. right? How have you got so little to say?
1: Sure. How? Yeah. No, these these are proper trite... Uh, you know, love is the only important thing. We're all human beings. This just generic bullshit.
0: This is just Just, fucking memes that someone's mum shares.
1: Yeah, Yeah, indeed. It's the the real inspirational quote kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. Um, Again, I wouldn't mind that so much. We talked about that on Queen last week, where Freddie Mercury was trying to do a bit of the, we're all just people, can't we get along? We need Mm -hmm. to be better as a society. All this shit. But... With some of them, there were actual tunes. Yeah. This is not a tune. There's no hook to this whatsoever, mm-hmm. as, which is my main uh, issue with it. I've got no problem with a trite lyric mm-hmm. in the right context. In the, indeed. In right? in a good, fun tune. You
0: know, I'm quite happy with the lyric, Put Your Faith in a Loud Guitar. Oh, that's example. one of
1: the best lyrics in the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Right. The problem isn't any one individual bit of this. It's just that the whole thing is so breathtakingly bland.
1: Uh, exactly. Yeah. There is... And we've said it right at the start, all the sharp edges have been sanded off. Yeah. This is honed to be the most inoffensive thing you can imagine.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is like if you start off with a fruit smoothie, right? Uh-huh. But then you go through the list of things that you don't want to eat, right? I know, I don't want that, and I don't want that, and I don't want that. And what the person selling you it gives you is a glass of water. Sure. Right, That like anything. I just don't understand well, how anyone isn't really trying... To really trying to want to like this could like about it
1: well it's like whenever you and I went to that burrito place in town a few yeah. years ago uh, and it's one of those ones where you build your own and you go yeah. right, I'll have this particular uh, meat and then I'll have this sauce yeah. and I'll have this uh, salad or whatever and you were going for oh, I'm going to go for spicy beef yeah. and then I'll have the uh, whatever particular sriracha sauce or whatever it was on there and I'll have the onions and the peppers and i was going through going right yeah can i have the i just have the chicken and yeah can i have the the mild yeah sauce whatever it was and yet yeah, actually just put maybe a bit of lettuce in there that'll be yeah. fine and you got we got to it and we sat down and we started eating and you went so how's your burrito and i went it's a bit bland <laughs> <laughs> And I was surprised by yeah, this yeah. fact. And, 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 I, and I laughed in your face for a solid 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I was. I was like, oh, this isn't particularly good. As, I, as, I, as I've I, done this to myself. As, as I wiped the sweat <laughs> from my brow. <laughs> Indeed. The pre-shit from my anus. <laughs> Yeah, this is along those lines. She's done this to herself. She's taken yeah. all of the interesting stuff possibly out, unless yeah. it's what you're left with. Yeah, she's been given an opportunity, and she has fucked it in the ass. Yeah, uh, also, actually, no, she hasn't
0: fucked it in the ass because that's
1: that, that's less than that's more than vanilla. Yeah, she's yeah. she's she's, she's uh, put four condoms on it and lightly <laughs> wanked it. Uh, I was a little annoyed with this for another reason, in as much as on the sleeve notes, because I was reading through this, going, "Fuck, this is going nowhere." And on the sleeve notes, it says. Saxolo Solo by Phil Toler. like, wicked, he's done another Saxolo. solo. He hasn't. That's a total lie. There is not a sax solo in this song. I felt robbed. Yeah. Like I mean, twice. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing that I find about this, uh, this was written, this isn't an Elite Adam song again. So this is written by Nikki Holland, who also co-wrote track one, mm-hmm. and a woman called Ellen Shipley. Right. Uh, Ellen Shipley, turns out, is a US uh, songwriter who's worked with loads of people, but She's most famously worked with Belinda Carlisle. She wrote, Heaven is a Place on Earth, Circle in the Sand, and Leave a Light On. Those are great songs. Those are brilliant songs. Yeah. Uh, Sung by a great artist. But yeah, but she seems to have phoned this one in totally. Yeah. This is one of the ones that Belinda Carlisle presumably turned down and she's gone, oh fuck, well I've wrote it, so... Someone better sing this. Alita who? No. Who? Okay. Who's signed a contract and doesn't know what they're doing? Yeah, quite. Rubbish. Right, okay. So there you you go. That's uh, Will We Ever Learn. And
0: let's let's, let's just point out just one more time,
1: five fucking minutes. Carry on. Number eight, then. Everything must change. So we're into a slow and dramatic one. Yes. This this was actually the last song on the original release of okay. the album. The original album only had eight tracks on it. Yeah, look, I mean, look, everything
0: must change. Okay, so mm-hmm. your so your insight for this song, later is Nothing
1: Stays the Same. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's fucking revolutionary, that is, isn't it? Indeed. But again, we can't credit her with this, because this isn't her song. Apparently this is like a jazz standard. Is it? At this point, okay. yeah. Okay, all right,
0: fair enough. But... Either way, a missed opportunity to say something, surely.
1: Yeah, This I mean, I'm not a jazz fan. Uh, I don't enjoy this sort of music whatsoever. So I'm the wrong person to critique it in that way. Uh, it seems to be this is a very popular tune. It was written by a guy called Bernard Igner, I think it's pronounced possibly, who recorded with the likes of Dizzy Gillespie, uh, Lalo and Quincy Jones, that sort of stuff. And this song has been recorded by Randy Crawford, Barbara Streisand, Nina Simone, uh, George Benson, Nancy Wilson from Heart. apparently. Mm. Uh, so loads and loads of people. There's one website lists 94 versions of this song, right? Okay. As releases. So it's apparently a big classic jazz song. Never heard it in my life.
0: No, I've never heard it either. And, you know, a lot of the
1: critique I've got about this is around the song itself. Which, mm-hmm. is, which okay, that's, uh, that's unfair then. Well, and it's not unfair because... I would say I don't like this song because it's boring and trite. Yes, I could uh, fart better lyrics. And, but this is obviously, apparently, uh, what jazz fans want. Well, not not jazz, no, various types of jazz. This is what smooth jazz types of. you want. you've met Waffles, haven't you? I
0: have. He's a corgi. Yeah. He's more profound than this, isn't he?
1: Well, I have smelled his farts. And there's more depth in those. There's more meat in them. Certainly. there's more to get your teeth into. Oh my god, I mean, you could get it. Yeah, you'd have to slice it with a knife and fork sometimes. Right. I
0: mean it's I've 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 written a set of bullet points here. Mm-hmm. Boring.
1: Yeah. Shit. Right. <laughs> Pointless. <laughs> uh-huh. And the last one just says, fuck off. <laughs> I see, right. Well yeah. I can't argue with any of those. This really bored the shit out of me. I thought it was a very strange way. I, again, I was thinking of this as, Oh, this is the original finale for the album. This is the first one she thought this is what i'm going to do is a closer and i thought this is a very strange one to close now this is a downbeat mm-hmm. dull nonsense of a song yeah but um again she probably heard it hundreds of times growing up from various singers and being from a background that was more amenable to this sort of stuff thinks it's a fantastic song and so wanted to do her version well
0: she's probably got uh she's probably got roland from tears for fears being like why don't you do one of
1: those, you know... Authenticate our soul. Yeah, why don't you
0: authenticate some soul? Why don't you do some really authentic soul? Yeah. Oh, by the way, did I ever, have I ever told you how much I like the film Beverly Hills Cop? Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
1: Yeah, uh, wicked. Uh, That's that
0: Soul Man film. Did you see, oh, wait, no. Did you, did you see the 10 o'clock news last night? <laughs> what, with Trevor McDonald? Yeah, Trevor McDonald. <laughs> I mean, that guy's an, a national hero. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you you know the guy I'm talking about. The guy oh, sure. that's just like, so wants to tell someone how into their culture they are. Yeah, sure. You know, like, uh, oh yeah, let me uh, let me talk to you, uh, let me talk to you Asian friend about a curry that I made. Do you mm. know what I mean? Okay, it's like, yeah. come
1: on. Yeah, come on, Tears for Fears. You're come better on, than this.
0: Come on, Tears for Fears. Right. Got, uh, pff,
1: but I mean, yeah, so that was the original closer from the album, but then when it was re-released and went to number one, which is the one, the version that we are talking about, yeah. they just basically chucked two more tracks on there. One of them is a remix. Yeah. So there's one different song on there, which is the final one that we're going to be doing. Yeah. Track nine is "Don't Look Too Closely." Or you'll see that this is just a pub singer, not a recording artist. Hmm. So this is another one of her own songs.
0: Yeah. I tell you exactly what this is. Yeah. This is. The band that's playing—you've you, you, gone out for a pint to a pub you often go to. Yep. You show up and there's a band, yep. and you're like, oh, "I wish there oh, wasn't a band." Bugger. Yeah. But you think, you know what? I don't want to be that prick. I love music. I want to support music. I'm not really in the mood for it tonight. But let's hear the first song. Uh huh. First song goes. You finish your pint. You leave. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's that's yeah. what this is. Oh, let's go. Let's 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 go. Oh, that yeah, this, let's go to Carolina yeah. or something. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's, yeah, definitely. Like you, this is rubbish.
1: Oh, this is awful. This is for me one of the more forgettable tunes on an album of all forgettable tunes yeah this
0: yeah. is i mean i i i gave up making notes at this point i was like, i've got mm. nothing else to say about this style of it. it's not for me i don't like it no i
1: struggle to see what other people will find in it i think both of us while we admit this isn't our genre at all and we're not experts i think both of us could hopefully recognize a good version of this sort of genre and go yeah. oh i see that fans of this would be into it i, I can see why this is popular you know i mean are I don't we get this you know are, in the same world of kind of mainstream kind
0: of uh soul music yeah. with some jazz inflection here and there not as much of a jazz inflection but mm. you know george michael is not a million miles away i mean i mm. it, it's it's okay it's well, not it's not it's not a, a dead on analogy no. but we're amenable to to things around the show. I mean, I I really love jazz-infused hip hop, right? right? Yeah, for example, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot more than for example you do. Yes, and I, and I, you know, I like bits of jazz here and there. I'm not against it, you know. Yeah, you know, like you know, if you talk about a, a soul jazz album, that first Amy Winehouse record, for example, okay, well, yeah, not the first one, the second it's one, the, the, yeah, the but you know, that's a fucking. I mean, it's a great fucking pop record,
1: right? Well, th- th- that's the thing. Whenever I was talking earlier on about. People who I would compare Alita Adams to at the time. Your Lisa Stansfields, your yeah. uh, Des Rays, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there are hundreds of others who were littered around the charts I can't think of. Mm-hmm. But they at least had one or two big songs. I've got a really big soft spot for that uh, Des Rays song. Which one?
0: I promise what the future
1: holds. Oh, okay. you got to be. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's all right. It's a tune. That is a tune. It's that's a tune. Fine. Yeah, I mean, the life is terrible. Oh, yeah. But I mean, no, hilarious. Are, oh, you mean the song Life? Sorry, I thought it was just. That. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was about to fucking agree with you. I was like, yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, well, wicked. Um, but exactly, that's the thing. There are at least a couple of tunes with those sort of yeah. acts where you go, that's why it's popular. That's mm-hmm. why this was a hit. I do not understand why this... I mean, I can only imagine that everyone who bought this album was fooled. They heard Get Here and went, oh, let's get 10 more of those, and then regretted it absolutely instantly. Well, let's hope so. I can only assume so. Yeah, well, I hope everyone who made this number one suffered because that's why we have to listen to this album. Mm-hmm. So, fuck you, twats. Yeah. Uh, but that's all I've got on that as well. I, I was the same as you. I was just a million miles past caring Yeah. And wanted it to stop. Now, this isn't the worst album we've listened to. No, it's not the worst, but... That's Enigma. Yeah, that's straight away. But
0: but this is, I would say, probably the most challenging record to do a podcast about that we've had so far.
1: It's been a struggle to find anything to to really get your teeth into or to talk about. It's
0: just so anonymous. It's like you Mm. you can review the whole album off the first single. It's like, oh, this is just fucking shit and boring.
1: Yeah, but... We are stuck with, again, our own rules. We've got to put one song, and obviously, I'm looking at you, it's only going to be one song. Oh, it? fuck it, yeah, right? God got you. Yeah, it's only going to be one song on our ongoing playlist of at least one song from every album we listen to. So, are, how are we going to agree on this? Because <sighs> I don't want to put Get Here on it. Right? No, I, I don't. I think, you know, very often, we've gone for the single because the single's the catchy one or the big one, and I think it's really bad. So do I. Okay, but, what? Well, okay, what would be your choice? I mean... I mean, I don't like any of them. No, obviously.
0: Uh, the, the, yeah, I mean, the one the one I liked the best was uh, I've Got a Right, I think. Right, yeah. Which I you don't didn't like. didn't like that at all. And I really, really don't
1: like the gospel song. Fine. I really don't like that at all. Um, we were kind of both saying it was okay, the Circle of One track, track three.
0: Yeah, I mean, bearing in mind that my my review of it is chorus is shit, no hook. Mm. But I mean, there's nothing. I don't there, think there's, there's
1: nothing. No- else. There is nothing else on here. I can't. No, that's the thing. There's nothing else. So no. we're whittling down from zero. It's gonna have to be. Yeah, I think that's the only other one that we were both. This is all right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well... All right. Well, there you go. So that we'll add that onto our Spotify playlist. We're sorry.
0: Yeah, we're sorry. That's dismal. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I, want
1: to do it, but there you go. I mean, I'm just going to fucking, I'm going to just put like, going to fuck the police on there or something. Like, <laughs> just pretend it was number one. Fucking hostile by Pantera. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there we go. At least we've done it. We are through that. And, you know, next week, we've got another proper treat. Oh, have we? What we got next week? We've got Chris Rhea's album, Auberge. Yeah, named after his favourite vegetable. <laughs> Quite, yes. <Yeah. laughs> uh, so that's what we're doing next week. Great looking forward to 1991 just keeps on punching uh, it, us it, it, in the anus th- 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 there are some brilliant things coming up but we've got a run of not very good ones at the minute I mean we haven't listened to I haven't listened to a bar yet no no true it might be brilliant true and if I'm honest I remember the single coming out and thinking it was it was okay it was jaunty Jaunty I remembered you yeah, okay. well, yeah.
0: Jaunty Jaunty's a fucking good jumping on place well okay that's for next week okay guys uh, thank you for joining us for one of the most miserable hours of our lives <laughs>
1: yeah, um, yeah indeed.
0: at least this was quite a short podcast you won't have to listen too long I mean all I will say right about this is every week when we record this podcast right every week Waffles the dog comes in and he sits with us yeah. the entire time, he right? He can't bear to be away yeah. from us. 10 minutes into this podcast after he heard the second song, he left. Yeah. And he hasn't come back. I was tempted to follow. It's well, Yeah, I mean, I was. Yeah. It's one of the hottest days of the year. We're in the coldest room in the house and he's left to be hot somewhere else. <laughs> yeah.
1: Away from Alita I'm Adams. I'm not
0: dealing with Alita Adams, mate, yeah. is what he's saying. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for, as ever, for joining us. Uh, I've been Dave Fansom. I've been Chris Greer. And we'll catch you next time.
1: Thank you for checking out this episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. It was produced and edited by us, for which we can only apologise. We're on Twitter, at PCL Podcast, on Instagram, also at PCL Podcast, and Facebook.com slash PCL Podcast. All of these, plus links to our various Spotify playlists, etc., are on our website, which is PCLpodcast.com please feel free to get in contact via any of the social media or on pclmusicpodcast at gmail.com.